Podcast number 19, November 9th, 2021. One year ago today, I received my COVID positive results. I had a scratchy throat, but no fever. For a couple of days previous, I just felt tired and run down. Why did I get tested with such minimal symptoms? Our little town provided testing, so really out of convenience, I received the swab. Since retirement from teaching choral music in 2017, I've maintained my voice studio. So immediately I moved my students to Zoom, which actually turned out to be challenging, but yet a fun experience. And then came day number six. I thought I was gonna die. My head pounded, my heart felt like it would jump out of my chest, and I couldn't get out of bed. After all, mainstream media hammered into my very being that my morbidity rate was high. And then there was the death count which rolled across every major network for months on end. I did think my life was coming to an end, but not because of my symptoms. What I experienced was the flu, nothing more, nothing less, although fever never did present. But the media convinced me this was to be the end. So why address my experience now, one year later? First and foremost, I thank God for not needing me in heaven quite yet. My so-called survival forced me to stop taking life for granted. Secondly, I am puzzled by prepositions. Did people die from COVID or with COVID? It's rhetorical, so please do not feel compelled to lecture me. Did people with COVID panic and this fear exasperate their symptoms? Again, rhetorical. Lastly, did people just quit fighting because the media told us ad nauseum there was no hope? Step away from your keyboard because these are my thoughts and I've already addressed the HRS syndrome. Hide behind your computer, rant, and hit send. So don't even go there. Quite frankly, I think it may be years before any of us can ascertain how COVID became so deadly for so many. In celebration of my one-year COVID anniversary, this is what I did learn. Number one, when the networks are pouring unwanted and unmerited information on us, we must turn them off. Number two, when social media hacks are deciding who can post and what they can say, we must remove ourselves from those platforms. Number three, fight the good fight. On days six through 10 of COVID, I made myself get up, shower, and stay vertical as long as I could. Following good advice from reliable sources, I took care of myself by eating healthy, even though I had no taste or appetite, drinking a lot of water, and spending a few minutes in the sun every day. Plus, I continued my regimen of vitamins and minerals. Number four, and this is the most important. I had very intimate conversations with God. I know my life's purpose, and I have not completed it yet. My other purpose, my wonderful grandchildren, are young enough that they need my life's perspective in their journey to adulthood. Simply put, I will not take my life for granted ever again. My favorite saying, 
I will not be a slave to fear, for I am a child of God. What is my life's purpose? I fell into incredible circumstances when I was forced out of teaching by an overzealous administration and some colleagues who wanted me gone. I will spend the remainder of my life being a fierce advocate for teachers. I'm Paula Bach, the author of Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child, available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Tune in soon. Here's the tease. Tis the season to be thankful. Please share this link with any and all. You can find the written word of today's podcast at rescuetheteacher.com. That's rescuetheteacher, all one word, dot com. If you or someone that you know is experiencing unfair practices in your or their teaching position, please reach out to me at rescuetheteacher at yahoo.com. That's rescuetheteacher, all one word, at yahoo.com. Thanks, everybody.